Hi. Good morning. How are you? I am so good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, okay, we have lots to get to today. I know you have a packed schedule. I like it when you come in because not only do I learn so much and get you know wonderful ideas about meditation and love and relationships, you just come with a wealth of knowledge. So really, I got an easy Monday job today. So <laughs> where are we starting? I love making your job easy. You Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I want... I want to basically put out a challenge to the listeners. Okay. I want to challenge them to make at least one relationship in 2018 better than it was in 2017. And what I want to do is I want to give them a strategy for making that better. So we're not even specifically talking about a love relationship it here. It can be any kind of relationship because, I mean, fundamentally we are human beings and, and we do tend to behave in a somewhat linear way, which is why it's easier. It's, it's easy for people like me, like sociologists, psychologists, people who study human dynamics to kind of understand where you're going based on where you are today because we are linear. And so when you understand that you can really dissect us and, and you can you can get where you are anywhere in your path. Like you can understand, you can look at your at where you are and go, oh, wait a second. Let me have a different perspective about this so that I can change the outcome in the future. So, it, so it's kind of being really self-aware yes. or having the being lucky enough to have someone like you to help like us moi. identify those patterns. And so when you say linear, obviously you, if people want to, you know, visualize that, you can just draw a line and you kind of can mark eventful things that have happened in your relationships in the past and perhaps start to identify patterns. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And when you can identify the pattern, then you can diverge from the pattern. So now you can choose a different outcome. So if typically your pattern is, you know, for instance, when it comes to fighting, is I feel hurt and it escalates and it gets bigger and I retaliate and it hurts my partner and they, you know, it gets bigger for them. They retaliate on and on and on it goes. This is a never changing pattern. But when you understand the sequence of events that happens between the hurt and the dissolution of the relationship, for instance, and that's the extreme, like, you know, it starts with the hurt, the extreme end of it is the hurt never stops and ultimately the relationship is dissolved. So when you understand the sequence of event that happens within that scope, then you can say, oh, you know what? I don't want the dissolution of the relationship. I don't want it to get so bad. This is where I am in this pattern. I'm going to change my mind, change my behaviors, change the way I'm thinking, and I'm going to change the outcome. And um, it's it's hard. It's hard as a human to kind of look and accept your responsibility or your part or your behaviors. Because I once heard somebody... um, I once heard somebody who worked in uh, the American military and they were talking about how the the biggest um, the biggest block in terms of you know eventually coming to world peace is that when you're fighting with someone, everybody thinks they're the good guy. Yes. Everybody thinks they're right. You know why? But, well, because if but if we don't try to and she was talking on a bigger scale, right? She's talking about, you know, like countries who've been at war for thousands of years but but yet you have to kind of remind yourself these people feel as validated in their feelings as I do we all think we're right no I don't know why tell me why (laughs) because we're egocentric narcissists 
We are designed <laughs> to function well within a society because there is strength in numbers. When we come together in numbers, we are more powerful, we are more protected, and we are better fed. Mm, right. We're going back. We're going way back we're, to the caveman going, stuff. We are going yeah. because the caveman stuff, it's it's a way of saying, how is it that we're designed so that we can survive? Right. Right. So it's just fundamental designs within our structure that help us survive as a whole. And so when we think we're so right that there's no way we can be wrong, that is actually a function in your brain designed to help you survive within a culture because if you were aware of every single wrong that was wrong about you if you were aware of that then you'd be like i'm not worthy of being around people Mm, second guessing yourself i'm not worthy of being around people and so you would distance yourself from society and now you're the lone wolf and now your chances of survival are reduced and so there's a function in your brain that overlooks those things about you that are kind of wrong and it helps you fight your rightness and that that sense of rightness gives you a sense of belonging within society so it might keep you alive but it's certainly in a in a you it know keeps, evolved relationship isn't going to keep you happy alive. yeah it's not going to keep you it's not going to keep you happy or mentally healthy exactly right it's, okay it's ignorantly alive but not necessarily happy because you can you can still feel right about yourself and function well within society. Okay, so we have, the, I mean, we have lots of this information talking about identifying our patterns, looking at our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take a while for some people to get there and some people will need help. Some people need somebody like you to kind of yes. m- bring that awareness. Yes, yes. step by step by step, which is what I want to do with the listeners. And so basically... I, first of all, want to give five listeners a gift of getting this started. So today, the first five people to go to CandaceDatingCoach.com to sign up on my website are going to get an email from me saying, okay, you get one of my books for free. I've got five self-help books and one book about spirituality, which is just about understanding the three parts of your fundamental nature, which is your biological animal, your logical mind, your spiritual essence, and looking at the 10 aspects of life where you can fit that in perfectly and really just be happy throughout all these different aspects of your life. So five people today can go on my website, sign up, get an email from me saying, which book do you want? Pick the book that they want. They're going to get it sent to their house, signed, sealed and delivered. This is your kickstart to having a more awesome 2018 in terms of your relationship with somebody else. And those five books, I mean, cover, they cover a lot of emotional territory when it comes to relationships. You're talking to single people. You're talking to... Getting over a breakup. Getting over a breakup. Finding the right relationship. Yep. Making it work. Yep. And not having any more fighting. So wherever it is that you are, you know, I've got you. Yeah. I have you essentially. Yeah. And then I'm going to give you tips and it's going to be step by step by step. And you can go to my website as well. You're going to get like my monthly newsletter is going to give you the the next step. And every month you're going to get a tip on how you can deepen that relationship, how you can create a closer connection with whoever it is that you're choosing to have that better relationship with in 2018. Okay. So, uh, so you know, that's a great offer from you. 
people mm-hmm. are going to get presents right now. So you heard her first five people that do that. But if you're, I mean, go there anyway, mm-hmm. no matter whether you, and buy the book if you don't get the free book, because I give a lot of free advice on my website. You too. really yes. do. You yeah. really do. Um, okay. So creating better relationships. Are you going to give us yes. more? Uh, so what we're going to start with today is understanding the seven steps that, that happen from the moment you were hurt to the moment where you're like, I just can't do this anymore. I need to get out of this okay. relationship. So we're in the relationship. We are you're in, in, a, a in a relationship with somebody. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is, a friend, a partner, whatever. That very first thing that happens is a transgression. And it's not necessarily the transgression that leads to the dissolution. It's it's the lack of apology. It's the lack of remorse from the other person that really escalates things to the next level. So when somebody, and sometimes it's it's in her head what that transgression is. So let's just be clear that, you know, for example, when my husband and I were facing each other and he'd say, okay, I'm going to my son's hockey game. And then there's like, you know, the parents are going out for a bite to eat after. And then I go, okay, hockey game is going to take this long. Bite is going to take this long. And then at the time when I thought he should be coming home, I'd start getting antsy. And then from antsy, I get annoyed. From annoyed, I get angry. Mm-hmm. And then by the time he came home, I was all worked up. And I'd say, Antsy, Yush. annoyed, angry. Oh, yeah. And Those in that, three in A's. That, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So he'd come home and I'd be like, right? And he'd say, why are you upset? And I'd say, well, you should have been home by here. He'd say, I didn't tell you when I was going to be home. You made something up in your mind mm-hmm. and then you got upset. Expectations. Exactly. Expectations have- are a big relationship killer. And it's, it, it's, is it okay to have expectations as long as they're verbalized? You need to take responsibility for what's going on in your head at all times. At all times. So, yes, I could say to my husband, um, well, I I would assume that you'd be home around 9 o'clock, right? And then he can say, well, I don't know when I'm going to be home. You know, I own my expectations, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And if I create expectations and I don't say anything, like with him coming home at 11 yeah. instead of 9 o'clock, I never said, I think you should be home. I think you'll be home. Are you coming home at 9? Right? Never said anything about that. So... Him coming home and to an angry person, is that his responsibility or is that mine? Because mm-hmm. I never said anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like it a lot. Right. So the first step, the first thing that happens is hurt. It's a transgression that's met with indifference. There's a lack of apology or remorse. The second step from there is fear. And fear is, it's one of those things. It's very natural. It automatically clicks in our head. It's a protective measure designed to keep us from being hurt again. So for instance, uh, you know, when I was little, um, you remember the coils on the stovetop, mm-hmm. right? So it was red, it was hot. My sister was making chocolate chips. It was red. She took the thing off, turned it off. It was black, those coils. So I was like, are they still hot, right? And in my little, in my eight-year-old brain, let me test to see if they're still hot. I put my hand on the stove. After that, I was afraid of putting my hand on the stove again. You learned your lesson. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. fear yeah. is that mechanism that keeps you from getting yourself hurt again. Very natural to feel fear. But if nothing is done after fear, that fear turns into anger. And anger is basically, it's a byproduct of hurt and fear. So again, you're driving your car, somebody cuts you off and you honk your horn and swear a blue streak. Before you got angry, what was that emotion? It was fear. Yeah. Right. Anger is a byproduct of fear. It's a byproduct of hurt. So again, if those first two emotions are not addressed, now you're getting into anger. And anger is basically you setting up your army. Mm -hmm. You are not going to hurt me again. 
And if left to its own devices, anger is going to start turning into the next emotion, which is revenge. So not only are you not going to hurt me again, but I'm stewing on this so much. I start trying to think about how you can feel what I'm feeling so you don't make me feel this again. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so now like, it's, really it's a start. protective emotion to yes. try to want to get revenge. I mean, it sounds so evil, but mm-hmm. really you're just trying to kind of protect yourself, which I suppose is a little bit selfish, but natural again, right? Right. And okay. But here's the thing, though. Sometimes that revenge doesn't take place until a long time later. Because you carry that, you don't because let you it go. you carry it and you mm-hmm. carry it. And now you have an opportunity for that retaliation, for that thing that he did that hurt me. And now's my chance. Yeah. And it's a year later. And what happens is he's, or whoever it is that your partner is, is going around thinking everything is fine. And then, boom, you do a retaliatory action. What happens to them? Hurt, fear, anger, revenge. On and on and on it goes. And you keep piling it on top and on top and on top. And it starts cycling. And now you're both in a state of the fifth step, which is defensiveness. Mm. It's not my fault we're here. It's your fault we're here because you did this. Well, you did that and you did that. And so now it just, it never ends because you keep doing that cycle, hurt, fear, anger, retaliation, defensiveness. It's not me, it's you. Now this turns into the sixth step, which is blame. And blame is the most disempowering emotion you can possibly have because there is no resolution in Mm -hmm. blame. Because when it comes to resolution, you are the most powerful person there is. If you do not take on the resolution, it never stops. And so it cycles in a disempowering kind of way. And it brings you to the seventh and final step. Okay, don't tell them we're going to take a break. We're taking a break. The suspense builds. We find out what that, the seventh emotion is rage. Is that it? No, No. just me. (laughs) Okay, we're going to come back and find out what that final emotion is after this on The Jennifer Campbell Show. We're back at 954. Chantel Hyde is Canada's dating coach. She is here uh, talking about how to improve a relationship in 2018. Any relationship, but obviously we have love in mind uh, this morning and every morning. Okay, so we went through all of the range and order of emotions that mm-hmm. happen um, when we don't deal and stop and reflect on that emotion in its moment. And divert. Well, divert. not even in this moment because, like, I mean, you can be swimming in any of these you Mm -hmm. can be at any stage for however long it doesn't matter catching yourself is the key and going okay wait a second what because what we think we're angry about isn't always what we're actually angry about like you know my my partner can do something that hurts my feelings but that hurt can actually be seeded from my childhood sure so at any point catch yourself and, and really analyze your feelings. Where did they come from? And the most important question is, how can I be responsible for my feelings and changing the outcome? So the most important factor of having a functional relationship is catching yourself in a negative emotion and going, 
How am I responsible for this? Mm-hmm. It could be realizing that you've made something up in your head. Yeah. Right? And Owning you created it. an expectation and you became angry for something that you created. Yeah. And some and that's that's a lot. I mean, because quite it's often big. it takes somebody else to say, okay, where's that coming from? Is and is that really what you're upset about? So yeah. training yourself to be able to do that internally is mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, you need someone to teach you to get you to the point where you can do that. You do that I do. on your website via a, a, a multitude of ways, including meditation, which is completely life change, life changing. Um, okay, so should we get to the seventh? Uh, the seventh emotion? one. Okay, yeah. This is the deadliest one. Mm. Hopelessness. Yeah. So yeah. Hurt, fear, anger, revenge, defensiveness, blame, hopelessness. I, like indifference. I don't care anymore. I just it's oh, it's hopeless. So I just am emotionally I can't. disconnected. I can't. Yeah. You know, and that I can't feeling is, is I just don't know what to do. I can't figure this out. I can't change this. I'm tired of the same exit strategy. Exit strategy. Yeah. Yeah, It's exit strategy time because I can't figure out anything else to do. And so instead of planning a future, Mm. I'm planning the demise. Right. Gosh. Wow. So you can redirect from all of those things. One, listen, Even if, from hopelessness? Good Lord, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And you that's the thing about your books yeah. and your experience, Chantel, is that you, you talk very openly about how you use these techniques on your own relationship. Not only about how I use them, how dysfunctional I was before I started using them. Yeah, you yes. own all of it, girl. I do, you 100%. Do, girl, 100%. You tell it all. If I hadn't walked the path, how can I show you where to go? We have, uh, let's talk about that opportunity again, because we're almost at, we have 30 seconds. So tell the listeners again what they're getting if they go to the website. So again, I want you to kickstart this year on a better, like just developing a better relationship. So that 2019, 2020, right? Like I'm at three years now, not a single fight with my husband. And in those three years, it got to a point where he started falling more and more in love with me because he can trust his feelings because there wasn't going to be a disconnection and a hurt going on, right? So when you can create a relationship with your partner where the hurt, at least on your part, isn't happening, they can start doing the steps themselves of taking responsibility for the emotions, of avoiding the hurt, that kind of thing. But I'm going to teach you how to walk that path so that your partner can now follow you just like my partner followed me. Mm-hmm. You set the tone. We've talked about you it. You set, set the, the tone. tone. Yeah. We are monkeys. We learn by imitating. Yeah. So I teach you how to lead by example. So go to my website, com. sign up for my mailing list. I'm going to see you today. I'm going to send you an email and I'm going to say, which book do you want? Do you want Comeback Queen, the one about getting over a breakup? Do you want Fake Love Need Not Apply, which is about knowing the different kinds of wrong men that are out there? No more a-holes, which Mm -hmm. is about choosing the right relationship. After the first kiss, once you find that partner, that first year, how do you make sure you set the foundation for the rest of the relationship? In Fix That, Mm S-H-I-T, that's the one about you're in an established relationship and there's fighting. How do you get to a place where there's more connection, less fighting, more intimacy, a closer, closer relationship? And then Say Yes to Goodness is about understanding the three parts of you, how they fit into the 10 aspects of your life and creating a perfect cohesion. So first five people that go there, what's the website? CanadasDatingCoach.com. You are going to get in touch with Chantal. She is going to get you started for a better relationship in 2018. We are completely out of time. Again, always so fun when you come. Thank you. Always so fun, Jennifer. Thank you.